This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shinton. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dine Local San Diego podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shinton. Here we are in the first week of December, uh, all the way past Thanksgiving already. Time's just flying by. Got another show next week, and then one more after that. Then we're going to take a little hiatus for the holiday here coming up. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to start off today with a farmer's market report. Uh, Joe Herman is here, as Brandy Reynolds is here as well. And today we're going to be talking about Three Nut Farms. Joe, how's it going? Great, Nick. How about yourself? Doing wonderful. So what? let's just do, do a quick recap of the market real quick, and then we'll get into some specifics about Three Nut Farms, because I know you brought a whole bag of goodies here near here and a couple things I have never even seen before. But let's talk about what's going on into the market right now. So we're just getting into citrus season, right? Correct. Last week, we saw our first abundance of citrus. Uh, now we're going to start seeing more of varieties this week, more different types of grapefruit. Um. We're seeing Oro Blancos right now, Cocktail, Mellow Gold for Grapefruit, Satsuma Tangerines. Caracaras are now in. That's one of my favorites. I know everybody looks forward to those Caracaras. They're pink flesh on the inside, uh, super balanced acidity and sweetness, just a delicious, delicious orange. If you haven't tried a Caracara, you got to get one this season. Yeah, they're like high sea. They're, they're tropical when they're, when they're at their peak. And I also noticed another one of my favorites in there, Kishu Tangerines in this week. Mm-hmm. Those things are like Those little are, bits of gold. Right. Coming out of Rancho del Sol. Uh-huh. That's Linda Zazer. Yeah, we love her. They're tart and sweet and easy to peel. Yeah, easy to peel, easy to segment, look beautiful, little tiny little gems. Right. So the citrus is still coming in. We're going to see more of that. Uh, apples still going strong. Uh, the temperature is nice and cool, so all the lettuces are coming in. Nice, Lots of new artisan heads, things like that, the farmers can grow. The sun is not beating things down. Yeah, leopard vermain, not part of the vermain scare. A different type of vermain that's grown locally down here is also available, correct? Correct. Awesome. Now that's a speckled, beautiful lettuce. Yeah, you wouldn't even know it was romaine when you looked at More it. More of a leaf kind of butter lettuce texture rather than right. that crinkly romaine. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, so let's start get into Three Nuts Farm because you brought th- a couple things here that I have never seen before. Um, what do you want to, would you want to start talking about these things? Here Let's start, yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about the first thing, which I've never seen before either. Um, it's a wild citrus and they call it uh dragon eggs and they look like small navel oranges. Cool. Apparently it's, they're pretty bitter though. They're good for making marmalades. That's what they do with them. Um, we have some purple guavas that are just, they're beautiful. <laughs> we haven't tapped into them. We'll get there. We have some cinnamon leaves, fresh allspice berries, which you don't really see, and fresh cinnamon leaves, which cinnamon leaves are great, uh, super floral, not as abrasive as, you know, your ground cinnamon or your cinnamon sticks. Uh, Randy, what do you think? Yeah, they smell like an apple pie for some reason. Ooh, good call. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> fresh, super fresh cinnamon. It's nice. Right. And then we have uh, lily pilly, which we've had once before. They're these small globular violet berries. Uh, they kind of have a texture of the jujube. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really used just for uh, jams and jellies it and their color. It looks like a, like a purple cranberry almost. Right. They're, it, that's exactly what they look like. They're beautiful. They have a small seed on the inside, but kind of like that uh, crunchy, airy apple texture, I guess I would call it. Okay. Mm. 
<laughs> and okay, so what, let's touch back on the first thing you said was dragon eggs, and that, I, this is a, a, a process I kind of want to illuminate here. Um, so we get something in that we've never seen before. We don't have it in the app. We're going to start photographing it, and then we're going to kick this over to our team of researchers. And that's how how the specialty produce app has become the world's leader in produce reference is because when we 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 seek out these new things that we don't have in there yet photograph them, do the research and provide the information out there. So that's uh, something really cool, exciting to, you know, get these things that, you know, nobody has ever even seen before. Yeah. And that's why we love these farmers. I mean, these guys, we couldn't do it without them. They're bringing us this, they're growing uh, all kinds of crazy tropical fruits. And this is three nuts farm again, three nuts up in Vista. That's in Vista. So that's yeah. a local farm right here in San mm-hmm. Diego, pretty much Dan and Eloise Kennard. Those uh-huh. are their names. And what, and so I've seen a bunch of different tropicals in there that have had the three nuts labels on it. So what kind of things are they doing up there at that farm? Everything, literally yeah. everything. We don't even like, they have maybe 20 different types of guava trees mm-hmm. and they don't have a name for everything. They're just like, Oh, well, that's a you know Southeast Asian guava. Okay, we know it comes from that part of the world. That's the style of guavas they have. There's no particular name, so that's how they kind of go through it. And everything's totally organic. Uh, bugs get a lot of their stuff. That's how they know if it's good. You know, if who's the eating bugs it. are eating it, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, they have everything from yuzu to pineapples to pears. I mean, I could just I mean go down the list. Super cool. I mean, really cool stuff like the lily pilly. So right now we've got a couple items in our farmer's market cooler from Three Nuts Farm, and we got these new items here today to check out. So definitely, guys, come in and get some of that farm fresh produce. Now, Brandy, I know you've been out on the truck uh, selling some of this farm fresh produce. Where'd you get to visit this week? Yes, I have. So uh, we're talking about La Valencia Hotel this week. Uh-huh. Um, working under Chef Alex Emery is the Pink Lady. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like looks like Miami almost. It's just Yeah, very South Beach fear to that, hanging off the cliff there in La Jolla. Yeah, it's very cool. Awesome. Uh, chef Alex Emery is working with uh, sous chef Dana and uh, pastry chef Ginger Niles, of, formerly of Juniper and Ivy. All those chefs are super artistic. All their plates are really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they always see us once a week, and then they pull um, for, from our truck for their wine dinners a lot of times. Once a month, they do a wine series. Oh, cool. I'm actually going to the one next week, so I'll have Lucky some more you. info for you. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> Well, definitely you're going to have to come back and report on that wine dinner. Yeah, it, definitely. I know Alex is definitely a really talented chef. And, yeah, uh, they focus a lot on seasonality. They've got um, a seared bison on their menu right now with uh, wild mushroom bread pudding. They got some chanterelles and golden thread mushrooms from us last week. Um, also working with the baby turnips, the really nice baby turnips we have. From Coastal Farms? Uh-huh. No. Yep. Pomegranate seeds and uh, dried grapes on the vine. That's how you sell a raisin. Oh, right. The, and that, those are from Murray Family Farms? Um, they're from Mojave Desert. Yeah, they're Mojave uh, grapes. Mojave grapes. Yeah. Dried on the vine. Sounds delicious. Cool. Well, that's going to touch it up for our Farmer's Market Report this week. We got Chef Ingrid from Cusp in La Jolla coming in here in just a second, and I can't wait to talk to her. Stay tuned. And we are back. Welcome. Um, We are back with the main ingredient today. We have Chef Ingrid Funes Shelton here from Cusp Restaurant in La Jolla, in the Hotel La Jolla. And the first thing I want to say about this property is I'm a sucker for a view. And you guys have one of the most amazing views in all of San Diego, and you have parking right below it. 
Free uh, parking. Yeah. So one of the craziest things I think about La Jolla is like getting in and out and parking. Sometimes that discourages me from going. But you guys are right on, like right off La Jolla Village Drive, so you can get in and out of there, mm-hmm. and uh, or La Jolla Village Parkway. Get in and out of there real quick, and you got parking down there. And you come up and you take the elevator all the way to the top of Hotel La Jolla, and you walk out to this amazing dining room. Uh, how cool is it to work in there every day? Oh my god, the first time that I went there, and like the elevator opened, mm-hmm. like oh my goodness, this is so beautiful. Right, and I look how. It has such an amazing potential, that restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful restaurant, as it is. And then you try the food. What I can see with my customers, everybody loves the food. Yeah. So it's like, great combination. What else do you want? Perfect date. So well, let's talk about the food a little bit. So Cusp Dining, over again, this perch looking over La Jolla, looking over La Jolla Cove. And so you're doing California coastal cuisine, which makes complete sense when you're staring at a gorgeous section of the coastline. Mm-hmm. So a lot of fish on the menu, right? A lot of fish on the menu. Um, since it's California, we have we also have to have uh, lamb, pastas. Um, I have New Yorkers in the menu. And I like to play with everything mm-hmm. um, that I felt like cooking, yeah. in a sense. Um, and people love it. Awesome. Well, well, tell me about maybe one of your favorite things on the menu. I like everything, to be honest with you. I yeah. don't have nothing specifically that I'm going to say, okay, this is my my favorite one. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that people love the catch of the day, okay. which is something that we get from Catalina Offshore. Okay. Uh, and I like to buy everything local. Yeah. Um, it's at Spetzel. I changed it. It, was, it used to be gnocchi. Now it's at Spetzel mm-hmm. with chantrel mushrooms, oh. uh, asparagus, and I use super blonde. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Our ceviche also. Uh, we make daily ceviche every day, and we try to change it. With that local fish, too? Local fish also. Awesome. And people seem to love it and never complain. Pork belly is another one so people love. Uh-huh. The, it's a crispy pork belly with a brown sugar glaze, mm-hmm. celery, apple puree, and a freezing and apple salad next to it. Pork chops and applesauce. I mean... Pork belly. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying the playoff of it, like that's a classic, sounds like a classic delicious combination you got going there. Um, so I know you're involved in tons of events uh, going on all the time. And I know you guys do a couple different events at the, the restaurant too. And so the next big dinner you got coming up is going to be Christmas Eve. Christmas menu, Christmas uh-huh. Eve, we try not to do it because... Oh, so Christmas Day. Christmas Day, yeah. Oh, wow. It starts from 3 to 8. We have a special prefix menu. It's going to be $75. Uh, choice between a soup and a salad. Mm-hmm. And three entrees choices. Mm-hmm. Fish, um, s- steak, and uh, I'm thinking between duck or chicken. Duck or chicken. Yeah, and dessert, of course. Sounds good. And, and so let's... You know, when I think of that, you know, what a perfect way to spend your Christmas. If, you, if you're just looking for, if you don't want to cook and you're looking for just, a, you know, incredible experience, I couldn't imagine a better place to take a friend, a relative, a loved one up to the top. Again, this amazing view overlooking the cove. Seems like an amazing, memorable way to spend Christmas Day. It is. And people seem to love it. We get a big parties, families, and, mm-hmm. you know, just to look at the view, they already get impressed. That's awesome. Yeah. So how long have you been over there? I've been there for almost four years. Almost four years. Yes, so I used to be the sous chef. Oh, wow. So you, so places really become your own now, huh? Yes. That's awesome. Um, the executive chef left, unfortunately. 
And fortunately for you, yes. <laughs> you know, your, well, that's you know that's the, the industry that we work in, and then you know, you hope that you know you've been performing well enough to, so then when that opportunity comes and the chef does leave, that you know you're the first one that they they look to, and that's that that's a real testament to you know your work ethic and what you've accomplished there. That you started as a sous chef and then you know proved yourself there, so that when the job opportunity opened up. It was an easy decision for him. It was, I got two um, opportunities to leave. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know what? I love my kitchen stuff. Um, I have, I want to say, a relationship with some of them. Mm-hmm. And also from the house. And I decided, you know what? I don't want to leave. I love this place. I see such a great restaurant. Why leave it? And, mm-hmm. you know, I decided to say, That's you know, awesome. the owners and the general manager saw that, and, you know, she's dedicated and she's working and she deserves it. So thank you so much. (laughs) Well, that's another thing I think that speaks to how quality of a chef that you are is how much, you know, having a great relationship with your staff and understanding that, you know, to get the best out of them, you got to treat them with a little bit of love, a little bit of nurturing and a little bit of a little hard here and there. You got to be the bad, bad cop, good cop. But again, to develop that staff, you know, I think that's an awesome thing that, you know, really speaks to how, talented of a chef you are it's hard sometimes when people don't understand that you have standards and Mm -hmm. you want things this way and there's a reason why and some people some line cooks let's say they don't see it as serious it's just a paycheck and i can see that right away and if i see it i'm sorry i don't need you yeah you know what i mean it's a business it's not it's not personal it's Mm. just a business at the end of the day people are coming to this restaurant to spend money it's not cheap to go there. Sometimes it's not cheap. So it's like you have to take everything in consideration. So, yes, That's I have awesome. to be like the mom sometimes. <laughs> well, and as all good chefs are. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about today? Uh, you know, any other f- favorite menu items or favorite ingredients that you're looking forward to? Uh, actually, this Joe... Joe just brought you some of that yes, cinnamon leaf. Yes, the cinnamon yeah. leaf. Um, You're finding some inspiration in that? Yes, I'm trying to see if I can incorporate it in some special dessert. So I've noticed so that you, were, you dove right in it and tasted it right there. So now tell me about the creative process. What's going on in your head? Are you thinking, you're thinking dessert with that? or I'm thinking dessert with this, but I haven't figured it out yet. I do pastries also at work. Oh, really? Um, I'm the pastry chef. Yeah, that's, so that's one thing I was always scared of when I was in the kitchen. I never had the patience to measure out everything. Uh, really no no i was just more throat in a bowl and put a whisk to it and see what happens actually my (laughs) second job in the kitchen it was doing pastries Uh the chef just throw me in there like okay you're gonna do pastries yeah okay and i started reading books and i started experimenting and so really self-taught there Kind of, yeah. Wow, pastries, a, yes. That's you know, that's a, you know that's something that you must have a real good attention to detail because to be able to be self taught, usually you know the best pastry chefs, I would say that's kind of a, a, a apprenticeship kind of thing where you know you learn a lot by working under some people, but be able to to add that uh, you know skills to your repertoire and be able to develop that yourself, that's pretty amazing. I don't consider myself a pastry chef, but I'm. A, a good pastry well, you cook. You know, I do the desserts and I try it out and, you know, and we test if people like it or not. And no complaints. So that's good. That sounds awesome. So back to our listeners, guys, if you guys need a great recommendation, I mean, 
again, I'm a, such a sucker for a view. You guys got to go check out Cusp. That's in the Hotel in La Jolla, uh, or Hotel La Jolla, right in the heart between the cove and the, and the point there, kind of. And just, you know, fantastic food with an awesome view. And then a great option for Christmas Day. Ingrid, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for inviting me. All right. That'll do it for us this week here on the first weekend of December for the Dine Local San Diego podcast. Tune in next week. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.